Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Welcome back to this week of the Family Brand Podcast. And this week it is just me, Melissa. I wanted to talk about something that, well, I hit a milestone this week. I finished one of my journals. I filled it all up Um, and I have it here in my hand so I can refer back to. But as I was reflecting on filling up my journal, I just thought this is like one of the best gifts I've ever given myself is starting to write in my journal again. And I thought, you know, what we're talking about, it's the holiday season. People are talking about gifts. I'm going to talk about the best gift I ever gave myself, which was when I started journaling again. Um, you know, when I was little, well, and that might sound like I don't want to listen to this podcast episode, but basically this is going to be not just about why it's the best gift I ever gave myself, but how you can begin to journal and in a way that is more than just, okay, I woke up and then I went to school and then we got home. Like, cause people ask me sometimes my journal just turns into like, a travel log or a play-by-play of the day and that doesn't fulfill me. And so I've done a lot of experimenting. I actually do have some really great ideas of how you can make your journaling better if you already journal, how to level up. And then if you don't journal, some things you can do to like get started. So it you can maybe skip some of that like, oh, I don't really know what to write phase. So I have five different ways you can journal that I'm going to share with you. But a brief history is... I love journaling when I was little. I found some old journals recently, one from when I was in third grade, one from when I was in high school, and I just thought it was so funny. that I I just realized, oh my gosh, I've loved doing this for a really long time. However, I don't think I did one speck of journaling from the time I was probably, when I got married, 20, to like two and a half years ago when I picked up a journal. So that's like, almost 20 years, I didn't do any journaling. And I think that's why I say it's the best gift I've given myself in recent history because it just really is. <laughs> and I write that at the end. So I filled up two journals now um, in the last couple of years. And I started my modern journaling era when I was living in Hawaii. And you've probably heard me talk about going to the meditation garden. So I won't go into a lot of details about that. But basically, that's when I started writing in my journal is when we were living in Hawaii and I had the opportunity to go every week to the silent meditation garden that was near my house. I just I don't even know how I started going there, maybe by accident. But the first time I went there, so you make an appointment for yourself to go to this silent meditation garden. Um, you can go the appointments for one hour. They open the gate and let you in. And then they close the gate behind you. Um, they don't let you have your cell phone. It's truly an hour to just be there by yourself. And I got a babysitter 
so that I could go do this the first time. And I just brought my journal and it was mind blowing. I know that sounds crazy, but to be by myself and my thoughts for an hour, it was, I can't think of a better word. I'm sure there is a better word than mind blowing, but I had probably not done that in, Tate was probably 14 at that time, 14 years, like really sat with myself and my thoughts with no other, no, no one else to like tend to or like nothing else to do. It was actually crazy. <laughs> and I loved it so much that I just kept going back. So I didn't go back every week, but I went back as much as I could to the to the silent meditation garden so that I could have that that experience because I loved it so much. And so the first time I went, I like I said, I had brought my journal and I didn't really know what I was going to do there for an hour. So I just decided to start writing. And this is one, I guess, the first thing you can do. The first technique, if you will, to better journal writing is you can begin um, implementing or using a free write. And so that's kind of what I did that first day. And a free write is basically just stream of consciousness, like what what's going on in your head. And it's it will make no sense because you'll have like one thought right next to another. Like here, let me pull it open. This is actually this actually does make sense right now, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's like. Okay, here's an example. I'm in the middle of saying how cool it is that I'm here by myself. Um, I'm all alone. It's so glorious. <laughs> um, sometimes it starts to feel like you're just the things that everyone wants from you. Why don't I create this more for myself? Maybe I will create this every Tuesday at noon. Um, and then the next, a few thoughts later, I'd start talking about like, oh, this person would be a great guest on the podcast. I should invite this person to be a guest on the Family Brand Podcast, which really had nothing to do with any of the previous thoughts. But that's the whole point of a free write is it's just getting anything in your head out. And at the end of a free write, every time, I feel so much lighter. I feel my head feels so much clearer. Yeah, it's amazing. So usually I use a free write when I just have a lot going on or maybe a long to-do list or I just feel really disconnected, that is when I would use a free write. So that's the first journaling technique would be a free write. And this, I'll say too, this is all an experiment for like journaling. I think it's an experiment. Like I'm going to give you some techniques, but you have to find what works best for you and what you most resonate with. And maybe you'll not enjoy journaling. Like I say, it's like the best gift I ever gave myself. Maybe you will not feel that way and that's fine, but it does require you to kind of figure it out and experiment with it too. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. So a free write. The second thing I like to do to make my journaling better and more fulfilling for me is I like to journal. You can journal about like a specific problem. Like if something is bothering you specifically, I might journal just about, about that thing. So for example, I remember last summer, I was supposed to go camping with with my siblings and I woke up feeling really apprehensive and kind of anxious about it and I couldn't quite understand why. So Chris at that time Chris was out of town. So it was just going to be me taking four of my kids camping and I thought that maybe maybe the apprehension was because Chris wasn't going and it's kind of a long drive. And I'd be camping alone, you know, having to set up the tent and things on my own. 
And I was like, maybe that's why I'm feeling a little bit nervous about that. Almost like I shouldn't go, but I couldn't quite, I couldn't quite decide. And so I, I was like, I'm going to journal about this. So I started journaling about it. And as I was journaling, I realized, oh, this has nothing to do with Chris not being there or me having to, you know, do the camping thing on my own with the kids. This actually has to do with the fact that I haven't seen my family in a really long time. We had recently come back from Hawaii um, after being there, living there a year. And my apprehension had to do with me wondering, like, what is it going to be like coming back to be with my family? Are Are our relationships going to be different? Are things going to be different? Are the kids going to get along? And then Again, through me journaling that that morning, I realized that that's what it, the real thing I was feeling, like that's what was behind it. And I also realized that all I had to do that weekend was to just show up and and love my family. Like I didn't have to stress about anything else, but it just became really clear to me like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. All I have to do is show up and share my love for my family and everything's going to be fine. Had I not journaled, any of that. I think I might've gone that weekend and the whole time in the back of my head felt like maybe I shouldn't have come. I don't, I don't know if I should be here, but I knew that I, I knew that it was fine. And I knew that all I had to do was show up and share my love with my family and and it would be fine. And it was fine. And it was a wonderful weekend. Um, and that maybe sounds silly. Like I just have to show up and love my family, but that's, that's what was coming up for me is that that's what I needed to do to make this weekend success. The next thing I like to do around journaling, and this is another thing that kind of came out of me living in Hawaii, is I like to journal around the new moon and around the full moon. And so the new moon is a time for setting intentions and the full moon is a time for letting things go. So what that might look like is around the new moon, I'll just take a moment and look at my life and be like, okay, in the next month, like what are my intentions for the next month? Um, Maybe it's a specific intention around, maybe it's around family brand, or maybe it's around like my relationship with Chris or just my life in general, but what is my intention for this next week? And really taking the time to journal about that. And then around the full moon, the question is, okay, is there something in my life that I want to do differently or I want to let go of um, something that's not serving me that I that I want to change. And then again, journaling about that. That's the third way that I love doing it. Okay. And then the next way that I like to journal. So we have, um, a free write. If something's like really bothering you around the new moon and the full moon, uh, is the third way. And then the fourth way I like how, so I would kind of do this, but I liked how, um, Abby airs, if you know, Abby on social media, she shared this earlier this year and I was I liked how she presented it so I'm going to share what what she how she does this she says I start by thanking God and sitting with gratitude in my heart and then I ask three things what do you want me to know what do you want me to feel what do you want me to do and so she treats her journal as almost like in this instance anyway I don't even know if she journals but I this is how I interpreted it for me I would treat this journal as a conversation with God. And if you don't believe in God, you could say it it would be a conversation with spirit or a conversation with your higher self, but really sitting in gratitude for a minute and then asking those questions. What do you want me to know? What do you want me to feel? And what what do you want me to do? 
And so when I would go to the meditation garden, I actually would ask, it wasn't as put together as Abby's again, but I'd basically ask myself some version of that question. Um, is there something this week that I should know or something that I, what should I focus on this week kind of question? And I found as I got still and I listened and I really had the intention to get an answer, I would get an answer almost every time. I just, I think that we don't allow ourselves the space to really ask ourselves these questions sometimes or ask God these questions sometimes. So I love using my journal as a way to create that space and that time to get still and quiet and connect with my higher self or connect with, with God. And then the last thing I'll say about journaling the last way you can level up your journaling is I do like journaling about about my life and not in a way that's like recapping the day or play by play, but in a way that's more bigger picture. For example, like maybe challenges that I'm having in my life or maybe it's, you know, things that I'm experiencing with with my kids or just emotions around them growing up or um, maybe how I'm feeling on Mother's Day or things like that. And I will add to that I sometimes think about people reading my journal in the future, whether that's like my kids or my grandkids. And I don't feel like I want it to be like this perfectly curated life that I've captured in my journal. I want it to be kind of messy sometimes. Like, I want it to be real. So, I mean, I'm, I don't ever use my journal as a way to, like, bash someone or just, like, go after someone. But I like having real emotions and I like having real thoughts. Like, like I remember sometimes on Mother's Day I feel, like, inadequate. And so maybe sharing that in my journal, like, instead of – because it, it could easily be, like, today is Mother's Day. I love being a mom. Being a mom is so great. But if I'm really feeling like a little bit inadequate or if I'm really feeling something else, like I want my journal to reflect what I'm actually feeling. And I think that that will serve people, you know, if they ever do read my journal. And I think that serves, you know, even if no one ever reads my journal, I think that serves me more too, is just being real and authentic to what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and not having to have everything so like buttoned up and pretty as I capture it. It can just be messy and that can, and that can be okay. So I love using my journal for that. Yeah. And so I guess I'll just, the last thing I'll say is just, I guess the benefits that I've found from journaling, I've been able to use my journal to be more connected to myself, maybe than I have in a really long time. I love being able to go back and read my journals. And like my first, my entry in this journal was in was in um I think it was in March of 2021 but it's so fun to go back and see change and to see growth and to see like my real thoughts and ideas and just create like having this space especially created space for me especially if you're a mom like in the middle of a really busy time like I think it's such a gift to give yourself time to be with your own thoughts and to be with your own dreams or ideas because those are it's like that time is really hard to come by sometimes to have that space for yourself. But creating that space has been such a gift. So I will, I guess I will leave you with that. 
if you want to give yourself a really great gift this year, this Christmas, buy yourself a journal and some fun pens. I love writing with colorful pens. That does make it better. Yeah. And then it can't just be the journal, the pens, though. It has to be like the intention to give yourself some time, whether it's every week and maybe it's just like 10 minutes, but whatever it is, some intentional time set aside for you. And I'm going to recap my five ways that you can improve your journaling and then I'm going to leave it at that. So you can do a free write. You can do, you know, a specific problem. If something is really bothering you, you can work through it in your journal. You can journal around your intentions and or what you maybe want to let go of around the new moon and the full moon. You can ask for specific guidance or or messages like what what is my next step or what is there to know or feel do, um, and then just journal about your life like your struggles and your challenges and your triumphs, um, things that you think you'll want to remember or go back to, and you promise you'll love it. So try it out this year and let me know if it makes a difference for you. Happy journaling. Happy holidays. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com, forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.